there and welcome to the When's My Time podcast. I'm Ozzy Eyre, founder of whensmytime.com and I aim to be your boss's worst nightmare. Well, it's Tuesday, 4th of October 2016 as I record this and here in my part of the UK it is a beautiful morning. I've been on a walk this morning with our, our little dog, our little Jack Russell Terrier who has the most unimaginative name under the planet for a Jack Russell Terrier because we call him Jack. Um, but uh, we've been for a walk in the, the lovely countryside around here. Jack's had a good old sniff because the autumn brings its own particular fragrances, particularly to dogs. So uh, anyway, you didn't uh, tune in for a, a weather update or a report on my walk with a dog. No, what I'm going to talk to you about today, in fact, I've, uh, I'm actually going to address an email that I received. Uh, let me just get it up. Should, I should, really should prepare this stuff. For, um, here we are. Here's an email from Lucy. Um Hi, Ozzy. I've been a regular listener right from your first podcast. So it's you, Lucy. You're the one. So thank you very much indeed for that. And I want to say a big thanks. No, no, thank you. Thank Seriously, thank you um, for for listening. It it really um, gladdens my heart to hear that somebody takes time out of their day to listen. It's a very humbling experience. I, I think I've mentioned this already. This podcast is now listened to on every continent on the planet apart from Antarctica. And it may be that it's on Antarctica. It may be that my sort of software that I use to track this, and I might mention that later, actually, but it might be that this software that I use to track this doesn't um, doesn't pick up Antarctica or doesn't see that as a, uh, a separate entity. I, I don't know. But if you're if you're listening to this in Antarctica, please give, give me a shout. I'd love to hear that you are. But this podcast is listened to by people in 28 different countries. And I find that amazing. I mean, I started this back in, I think it was June. I started this back in June, and it's in 28 countries already. And I'm I'm just genuinely, it's easy for people to say this, but I'm genuinely humbled by that. But anyway, back, sorry, Lucy, I, I do apologise. It's very rude of me. I want to say a big thanks, she says. Uh, but no, the pleasure is all mine, I can tell you. So Lucy goes on. Like I say, I've listened to all your podcasts, and you make this whole thing sound so easy. Um, well, <laughs> well, we'll talk about that in a minute. I'm so afraid of making a mistake, though. Do you have any specific advice for me? Thanks again, Lucy. Well, I don't know about specific advice for you. I can give general advice because, Lucy, in your email here, you haven't gone into much detail. In fact, you've gone into no detail about your own circumstances. You, I, I don't know whether you're currently in a job that you don't like at the moment. It, it seems clear that you wanted to make changes. Maybe I'm, I'm okay in inferring that from your email. That you wanted to make changes, but maybe you're thinking, you, well, you say you're frightened of making a mistake. Um, I've got news for you. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to make mistakes whether you leave things exactly as they are, whether you carry on doing what you're going to do, or whether you break away and move into new pastures and follow what you feel is your purpose. Mistakes are going to happen. It's not going to be a smooth ride, whatever you choose to do from this point on. And if you look back at your life so far, I'm guessing there have been mistakes along the way. But hey, you're still here. So what I'd say is, let's think about this. What's the biggest mistake that you could make? So I'm going to assume that you're currently in a job you don't like. You're currently doing something you don't want to do. Look, listen, if it's more than that, if if I I hope this is not the case, but if it, it goes deeper than that and maybe uh, an abusive relationship or anything like that, 
get help immediately. Go to the authorities, get help immediately. And that that is not a mistake. Get help if that's what you're talking about. I mean, Lucy, I, and forgive me for bringing that up, but there may be people listening to this who are in that, those circumstances. I hope there aren't. I hope that doesn't apply to you. But um, I'm not qualified to give any advice on that score other than get help. You need it. And um, get out of uh, any danger that you might find yourself in. So let's assume, though, it's a, it's a lighter thing than that. Uh, let's assume that you're currently in a job you hate. I mean, I've talked many times about the fact that I was in a job I hated. I spent 12 years, in fact, in a job I hated, followed by 20 years in a job I tolerated before I decided to break away from the corporate life. Now, I'm going to come on to that in a, in a moment because a thought crossed my mind about that as I read your email. But think about what's the biggest mistake that you could make. Based on that assumption, based on the assumption that you're currently somewhere you don't want to be as far as your career, what's the biggest mistake that you could make? Is it staying in that career and everything carrying on as it is? Or is it breaking away from that, following your dreams and falling flat on your face in the process? What's the bigger of those two mistakes? And I don't have an answer for you. You've got the answer. Only you can know what the answer to that question is. Only you can know what the, the pain, if you like, of staying where you are is, is compared to the, the pain of trying to do what it is you really want to do and failing along the way. Now, failing along the way doesn't mean to say that you won't eventually succeed in getting to do what you want to do. You see, a lot of people think that, particularly people who subscribe to the, the, the corporate way of life, particularly people who subscribe to, well, you go to school, you go to college, incidentally, I never went to college, you go to school, you go to college, you get a job, and you stay in that job, and or maybe move around from company to company, but essentially you're working for somebody else right the way through. They pay you just enough so you don't quit and you do just enough so you don't get fired right the way through until you retire on an income that is nowhere near what you were getting during your working life, which you were struggling on anyway. So people who subscribe to that way of life, that way of thinking, often can't conceive of the concept that you can break away from that, you can fall absolutely flat on your face, but then you can pick yourself up again. You can pick yourself up again and have another go, and pick yourself up again and have another go, and pick yourself up again and have another go. And every single one of those mistakes, every single one of those failures, you see as an opportunity to learn. I can't remember who it was. Somebody, somebody was talking to me and it was just an offhand comment and something had gone wrong. And he said, ah, oh, well, sometimes you win, sometimes you learn. And I thought that was brilliant. Sometimes you win, sometimes you learn. Not sometimes you lose, sometimes you learn. And I thought that was fantastic. So what I'd say is, first and foremost, you're going to make a mistake. So figure out which mistakes you'd prefer to make. Are there mistakes that are related to staying where you are? Or are there mistakes that are related to moving towards your goal. Now, I, I said I was going to go back to this. The biggest mistake that I see in my own life 
was, and I talk about it all the time, was staying in a job I hated for 12 years and then staying in a job I tolerated for 20 years. But the regret doesn't surround the job. Now, this is weird, and, and this is probably something I haven't explained enough in the past. The regret I feel is not that I had 12 years in a job I hated. The regret I feel is what spending that 12 years in that job meant I missed out on. Because it meant that I missed out on seeing my kids grow up. It meant I missed out on them as babies. It meant I missed out on their early childhood. It meant I missed out on their school years. It meant I missed out on all that crucial development. And I've bonded with my kids. Of course I bonded. I love them like crazy and I hope they love me, you know. But I know I could have been a much, much better dad, a much bigger presence in their growing up than ever I was. I've told the story elsewhere about when my oldest son was very little, when he was about three. He didn't actually believe I lived here in the family home because he never saw me. I left for work in the morning before he got up and I got home after he was in bed. So he never saw me. So on the rare days off that I had, when he did see me, he talked about me as though I lived somewhere else. And everyone else thought that that was funny, thought that was cute. It cut me like a knife. It cut to the heart, I can tell you. Because I couldn't comprehend any other way of, well, bottom line, keeping a roof over our head and putting food on the table. So I was in this job I hated. Would I have felt different about it? It's an interesting thought. If I'd have been in a job that I loved, would I have felt any different? And the chances are, looking back now, I don't know, I would have felt different at the time, definitely. But looking back now, I think I wouldn't have felt that much different. I'd have still been looking back now and regretting the fact that I missed out on my kids growing up. Regretted that. You see, there's a difference between mistakes and regret. You see, I've made mistakes. I've made big mistakes that I haven't regretted. I haven't regretted them because I've used them as learning opportunities. But then there are things that other people might not see as a mistake, but I regret hugely. And staying in that job was one of them. Other people may be looking at this and listening to this and saying, well, see, of course you had to stay in the job because you had to keep a roof over your head and you had to keep the family fed and all that sort of stuff. And I agree, I had to do all of those. But I regret the way that I did it. I regret the fact that doing that in the way that I did it, kept me away from the family. So think about as well whether your, your fear is making mistakes or your fear is making mistakes that you will regret. So I'm going to leave that one with you. I, again, this is, this is all in general terms, Lucy, but I can't answer you. I can't give you specific advice. I can give you advice in specific uh, terms. So think about, as I say, think about mistakes and whether they're mistakes you'll regret or whether they're just mistakes that maybe you're going to learn from. And I would say that you can learn so much from mistakes. I would say you, you need to, once you've decided that, then start to embrace the mistakes. I make so many mistakes. I, I'm not kidding. In fact, I used to have a saying that if I hadn't made three mistakes by lunchtime, I wasn't trying hard enough. <laughs> you know, it was a bit of a gag. But it was sort of true in a way. 
I make loads of mistakes, but yeah, I might throw my toys around for a minute and, I don't know, kick the desk or, or, or something. I don't do that sort of stuff. I'm not that demonstrative, but, uh, but you get the drift. I may throw a little bit of a wobbly at times. But then I say, hey, Ozzy, you know, what can we get from this? Can we learn from this? <laughs> Maybe I can get a 15-minute podcast episode out of it. A great chap, Sam Crowley, says, look, harvest the best, forgive the rest. Harvest the best, forgive the rest. Take what you can from it. So what I'd say to you, Lucy, is get used to the idea of making mistakes because we all make loads of them. So don't be afraid of making mistakes. Try to avoid making the wrong ones. Now, let's focus on my own self again. Self-obsessed? Me? (laughs) Um, But I'm giving you this as an example. When I first broke away from corporate life, I made a big mistake. Now, parts of this mistake I regret, but parts of it, I I have managed to harvest the best from it because there, there are other people who made similar mistakes who are now friends. And this mistake was that I paid a church minister, retired church minister, a lot of money. And when I say a lot of money, I mean I mean tens of thousands. A lot of money. Because this retired church minister had made a lot of money online. And he was going to build a business for me. This is what he said. He was going to build a business for me. And in the process, he was also going to show me how to build a business. Now, this is where it gets a bit silly. It's silly on my side. This is, what, six years ago now? I'm still conflicted as to whether this guy believed his own hype and was just deluded or whether he was just scamming us. I don't know. I I still don't know. But the bottom line is he had, and I I did some research, but this is the thing I return to quite often is confirmation bias. And confirmation bias is when you start out with a, a position and you look for evidence to support it. And... You, you can find, you can you will always find evidence to support any position. But the trick is to look for evidence that, and I'm talking about evidence, not opinion. I'm talking about evidence that challenges your position. So anyway, I, I was in a position where I'd, I'd looked into this guy and I found loads of evidence, loads of opinion, I should say, that supported that he was an okay guy and so on. So I... Um, decided that, yeah, I was going to hand over tens of thousands to this guy. He was going to deliver this. And I, I was not alone in this. I th- we think there were probably about 80 people that did this. So he became, he made an awful lot of money out of us. An awful lot. And he just didn't deliver. I mean, he just didn't deliver. I mean, I'm not going to go into all the reasons why that was. I'm not going to go into all the reasons why initially we trusted him and why that didn't happen. I could do another time, but it's, it's dull. It, it's, it's water under the bridge. But that was a big mistake I made. But I compounded that mistake because I looked at this and I was sort of using logic at the time. I was in this job still that I was tolerating. It was okay. I was tolerating it, but it wasn't my passion, shall we say. And I thought, okay, I have enough money to get by for a year if I don't earn any money. I'd got, I'd got enough money set aside that I could, having paid this guy several thousand, that I could just, if we really cut back, really cut back on everything that I could get by for a year. And um, what that would do, of course, was free me up to really put into practice what this guy was going to teach us. So I did that. 
And that was so stupid. That was so stupid of me because I hadn't been taught it yet. Looking back, I can still find it in me to defend that logic. Well, look, I can either do this part-time in the evenings when I'm really tired from the job, or I could give up and just focus on this, and which is going to give me the quicker result. Well, had it all worked out, clearly I made the right decision. The bottom line is it didn't work out. And I'd know at the time of making that decision, I had no evidence that it would work out either. Does that make sense? So that's why that was a stupid decision. Now, the whole thing came collapsing down. I'd given up my job. It was a job that you had to have all sorts of licenses in and I'd been deregistered and all that sort of stuff in the process. And so the odds of getting back in were slim. I'd have had to go back through all sorts of courses and that sort of stuff. Take me about two years to get back into the thing. I just couldn't do that. So I was sort of flat on my face and I, within a very short time, I nearly lost everything. Let's just chalk it up to my own stupidity. Let's just, I mean, I can throw around the blame. I can say this guy was deluded or I could say this guy is sent out to scammers. I don't know. But hey, I fell for it. I wrote the checks. That was that. So what I say is, if you're in a job right now that you're not happy in, you're in a job. That's number one. So you're earning some money. Maybe that you hate it, but try to change. And I've talked about this before. Try and change to a degree your perspective of that job. Try to see that job as enabling you to find out what it is that you want to do and find out how you get to do that. And then start taking baby steps. Look, you you mentioned that you've listened to this podcast from day one. Now, I didn't start recording this podcast for almost six years after I left corporate life. And um, I, I, yeah, we've gone on quite a long time, but maybe I'll I'll talk about this. Roll back to the start of 2016. I didn't know I was going to be recording a podcast by June. I, I just no idea about that. But I happened to be on a webinar. and. It was a, a personal development type webinar and it was looking at, no, I'm not going to go into what it was looking at. Uh, not, not because it's just that this podcast is already long enough, but essentially what came to me in, during this podcast was the realisation, the, the true realisation that I'd spent 12 years in a job I hated, followed by 20 years in a job I tolerated, and it was fear that had kept me there. And that was, if you like, that acknowledgement and actually sharing that with the other people on that webinar, that fact, was for me the missing piece of the jigsaw. Because it told me then what it is I need to do. And I know that I can't get back that 32 years. I know that I can't get that back. But what I'm going to do are two things. I'm going to do my damnedest to make sure that the next 32, 42, however many, 42 years, gosh, I'll be 100 by then. Gosh, that's really hit me like a ton of bricks. But however long I have left, I am never going to live my life like that again. The other thing was, was to do whatever I can to make sure nobody else does either. And that's why I record this podcast. I'm not coming with answers. I'm just coming to say, look, here's some questions you should be asking yourself. And is there a better way? Should you be chasing after what it is that you really want to do? And I think we can all agree the answer to that is yes. If you want to talk to me one-on-one, I can discuss with you your position about how you can go about that. And that's something I'm going to be working on personally 
over the next year or so. But my mission is to make sure I help as many people realise that, hey, if you're not happy with your life right now, it doesn't have to stay like that. You can change it. And that's what I'm trying to say to you, Lucy, is I haven't got any specific answers for you. The answers are going to come from within you because I can't do this for you. But what I would say is don't make a rash decision. Make a decision, but not a rash one. So you can start out. And again, I don't know. I'm going to use the example of this podcast. I'm going to use this as an example. I have no idea because you don't tell me what it is you're thinking of doing. But this could be anything. When I recorded that first podcast, I had no idea whether anyone would listen to it. And because I'd only figured out how to record and put up a podcast at the time I did it, not how to track who was downloading it, I can't track who was downloading it, but track how many downloads it was getting, or the sort of response it was getting. I had no idea about that. When it came to recording the second podcast, I didn't know whether anybody had listened to it. I just assumed that they had. And the same with the third and fourth and fifth and sixth. I just kept recording these podcasts, assuming somebody would listen. And I think I'd got to about 20 podcasts or even more before I figured out that, hey, you could actually track this. <laughs> so make a start on doing something. Whatever it is that, whatever, whatever it is that you're considering doing, make a start. Make a start and do it as though, do it as though somebody is there listening to your message. You need to get your message out there, whatever that message is. Record that message or do, again, I'm using the podcast as a catch-all. It doesn't have to be a podcast. It could be you, I don't know, maybe you, let's, I've no idea, Lucy, again, because you don't say, but let's say you love to crochet and that's your passion. You may hate it. I mean, I have no idea. I mean, I don't even know where crochet came from. But let's say you love to crochet. That's your passion. Well, create something around crocheting. Create a course around crocheting. Record a video. You can do it on your phone. Record a video of you crocheting something. Or whatever it is. I mean, don't let's get hung up on the details here. Just start creating something and look at it. Listen, you'll probably hate it. I often listen back to these things and I think, no. I, I, I really messed up there, but I get them out anyway. And thankfully, people listen. Now, my initial target was to get a thousand downloads a day. Did I have that immediately with the first podcast? No. But I knew that to get to a thousand downloads a day, I had to record that first podcast. So, Lucy, it's the same with mistakes. To get to where you want to be, you're going to have to make mistakes. You're going to, there is no shortcut. You're going to have to make mistakes. So why don't you make your first one today? Make it a small one and learn from it. But make your first mistake today. And learn to love making mistakes. Learn to learn from your mistakes. That's what I'd say, Lucy. Look, it's been a long old answer. I know, I know, I know it's not a specific answer because you asked for specific advice and I forgive me I wasn't able to give you that but look the specific advice I'd give you is don't do what I did don't burn your boats before you know where you're heading seriously because I had no clue and I'll be honest when I was making those decisions I, I wasn't making those decisions for the right reason when I first decided that I had had enough with corporate life and I wanted to do what I wanted to do 
I didn't actually know what I wanted to do at that time. I really, all I was really interested in was earning enough money to replace the income that I, I was getting from my job. That's all my focus on, was on. So I wasn't looking at necessarily bringing value to the marketplace. I wasn't necessarily looking at following my passion in what I was doing to earn that money. And that was crazy. I mean, I can't believe looking back now how dumb I was. I was just looking for ways of making money online. Don't get suckered into that. By all means, make money online. By all means, make money in other ways. But look to see what it is you want to do. And try and figure out then, well, can that be the way I make money? Again, sorry it's not been specific. I hope, though, you've been able to get something from this. Learn not to fear making a mistake. Learn to embrace the opportunity of making a mistake. And learn to learn from your mistakes. I hope that's been useful to you. Thank you so much indeed, not just you, Lucy, but to everybody who's listening to this. If you haven't headed over to iTunes yet and left me a review and a five-star ratings, please do that. Not for my sake, but it helps this podcast rise in the rankings and it helps more people like Lucy and like you find it. So thank you so much indeed again. I've been Ozier, founder of whensmytime.com and I'm here to tell you, especially you, Lucy, your time is now. <laughs>